This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you right on time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care Nope I don't care Headed my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Right to the hook right here Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Low Budget Live not so live. We're doing it not so live once again from the LBL Bar and Grill, Bar and Bunker here in beautiful Middle Tennessee. And we are back in the LBL Bar and Grill, and it's so good to see all you low lifers out there. This is the podcast for Monday, May the third. And if you're just tuning into this program for the first time, and you're like low lifer. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're throwing shade my way. You are insulting me. No, no, sir or ma'am. You are now a lowlifer. If you have tuned in to Low Budget Live, that is what the listeners of this fine program refer to themselves as, a lowlifer. So welcome. Welcome to the lowlifer life. Hope you enjoy it. Some people do. Some people don't. But, but the low life just kind of finds you. It's just kind of finds you. So welcome to Low Budget Live. That is a song called Biloxi Blues that we intro every week with, written by me, sung by me. Still get a lot of comments about that. Thank you all for listening to Low Budget Live and Biloxi Blues. Been a uh, my brain is like scrambled eggs today. So if this is all over the place more than 
usual, then, uh, you know, I apologize. I apologize. It has been two weeks of insanity from NPFL to the Bass Master Open down at Pickwick, and we're going to talk about all of it. And then some. Got a great guest today. It's going to be a lot of fun here on LBL. And uh, I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. And I also want to say thanks to our sponsors. Going to kick it off with that today. Got to say a big shout out right here to the folks from Startron Starbright kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget live for going on four years now. Startron, little dab will do you in your tank. Get rid of ethanol in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your three wheeler, like Fat Cat Newton said, in his log splitter. But nothing ruins a Good day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run because of stupid, dumb ethanol. So drop you some Startron in there. Kick ethanol in the teeth. Starbright cleaning products also. Keeping you looking fresh and clean out on the water. There's one I used the other day. We've got this old boat that uh, my brother and I are doing some work on. Seats are mildewed like crazy. Their mildew, like stain remover, does just what it says it's going to do. Like you can get that like Walmart, Bass Pro Shops, wherever. Like you see it all over the place. But uh Killer stuff. So Startron, Starbright, bringing you low-budget life. Very thankful for that. The folks at Sims, who I'm telling you right now, Sims this week, MVP. MVP of the Bassmaster Open for me because we had hellacious, hellacious weather the first day. We had some some rain that was just stupid and sideways and uh, – a big old front and uh, had to, had the pro dry on and it was it was awesome man it was the the worst rain I've been in since since I've had that suit completely blown away I was bone dry and uh, and then they came in super clutch just because of the the solar flex hoodies I'm I'm digging those so much and uh, during practice super hot weather you know mid 80s had to had the hood on I love the long sleeves and the hood. I am. Uh, I'm not just a dude. I don't just wear t-shirts a lot fishing. I like those. Uh, if you never tried like a long sleeve fishing shirt like that Solar Flex, give it a try, man. Like there, a lot of people are like, man, long sleeves, it's hot. No, the material's so breathable. That hood. I don't like a buff around my face that much. Uh, I have been wearing one, uh, a Sims one, more lately, but kind of a combo to keep my nose covered up. But my neck gets roasted, and I just I like that lightweight hood. I wear it a lot. So the Solar Flex hoodie go check them out sims fishing products and i'm here to remind all of you low lifers you get one life fish it well the folks from pro guide batteries bringing you lbl this year as well and powering up the express with those 31 series agms and once again i say it week in and week out blown away by these batteries and this week was no exception because i stood on them boy Long, long practice days there at the Open, and I could not be more impressed with those Pro Guide batteries. And if you would like to try them out, a lot of you have been messaging me about these, which is awesome. And Pro Guide was telling me a lot of folks are using the LBL code, but you can use code LBL10, LBL on the number 10, to get a 10% discount over there at ProGuideBatteries.com. So go check those out. Appreciate that. And last but not least, look, I got, I got the banner hanging. What is going on in the world? Huh? Yeah. Got the banner hung up. Hang the banner. Hang the banner. So I did it. I did it. For all you that complain in the comments, there it is. It's a very large Express Boats banner. But Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus and all the Luke Duncan fishing exploits. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, everybody that sees this boat freaks out. Everybody that gets in it freaks out. 
And my partners, my two co-owners were like, one of them drives a brand new Skeeter. And uh, on day two, he's like, I'm fixing to buy one of these boats. So cool. Young man, I drew the first day, and I'm going to get get to a story about him uh, here in a second. But young man, I drew the first day. He's like, man, this is what me and my dad need. This is I, and I think they they run a Skeeter as well, but uh, Texas boy. But it, it's just, man, I put it to the test this week. I did. I put. I mean, <laughs> when I tell you, we we went out of Pickwick Dam in this tournament. I ran 52 miles one way each day up to the other dam by the end of the day you know I, I made my way there so over a hundred and something miles each day because I, I stopped and ran up little creeks and different things on the way burning a ton of gas burning you know just just burning it down but uh leaving no stone unturned on the home lake but we had crazy winds we had a lot of just different conditions every single day and i'm telling you right now i know I know the perception of aluminum boats, man. I'm telling you right now, that X-21 is my favorite bass boat that I've ever been in, hands down. The Sea Deck's freaking amazing. I love the Yamaha show. Uh, great fuel economy. And you know, I want to I I say something. Jason Christie, the one and only Jason Christie, had me all spun out because of the his fuel mileage. Because we we do we have forty gallons in the Express. We're gonna have more next year. What I'm hearing, but we got forty gallons. It's a lot of dang fuel. You know, it's a lot of fuel. But a lot of the fiberglass boats do have like fifty, fifty five, whatever. So Jason had his NEMA hooked up from his Yamaha to his Garmin's, and all, y'all heard it right here on LBO. He freaked me out so bad. I was like, man, I ain't got any of that. So I went and ran uh, ran around. Before I left to go to the MPFL just to check, you know, mileage. Dude, I ran like 50-something miles. only burned like 13 gallons of gas. So I don't know what Jason was thinking, but uh, I think he was going a lot further than he thought he was. I was able to, you know, the first day of the tournament, I was able to run dam to dam and a few other spots and made it back with like eight gallons of gas to spare. So uh, super impressed by the fuel economy of the show, super impressed by the boat's speed, by the boat's uh, you know, the way it handles in rough water, windy conditions. The thing is awesome. I don't have any complaints whatsoever. And uh, I want to thank Express for bringing you excitement since 1966 and bringing you low budget life. But super cool. Uh, you know, speaking of Express, m- moving on to Pickwick Lake, Bassmaster Open. So many of y'all reached out and I appreciate that. Met several low lifers this week at the weigh-ins and things. But uh Got to got to see like my my man Triple H Harvey Horn. I got to see Zeke Gossett. Some of the some of the Express teammates were there at the Open, and that's cool. You know, it's cool seeing those other Expresses running around and and being a part of that. You know, super awesome. Of course, um, you know we'll just jump right in. I, I I'm disappointed. Um, you know, that's the only way I can put it. I. Every tournament you go in, you I know it's silly to say, oh, I want to win. You do want to win every one of them, but there are only certain ones where you think you have an opportunity. And this was this was one that I certainly felt like I had an opportunity to win last week. I, not just because it was home, but the kind of the way things were lining up, you know, the way the fish were setting up, it seemed to be a little tougher in practice on a lot of people. Of course, they're all liars, and they blasted them. Uh, the lake really showed out way more than I thought it was going to for last week, April, because normally historically it's a lot tougher than that. Um, and we were all saying, you know, two weeks earlier or two weeks later, this would have been a different tournament. And that is very true. 
But uh, fishing's been all over the place around here this year because of because of the weather and things. But but this is this is one that I really felt like I had a chance, and I've been putting my time in. And you know, I, I said leaving for that tournament that for me it was a top ten or bust. And you know, I'm not as worried about the points and these things as I always was with FLW, right? Like you're always either trying to requalify or you're trying to make the cup or whatever. You're just focused on points, and and I'm not a I won't say I'm not an aggressive fisherman, right? Tournament wise, like I, I'm a guy that, uh, and I think that shows obviously. But I, I'm, I am really good in tough events. A lot of times, I, I can deal with not getting a few bites. But I'm not a guy that's going to weigh the the 22 to 25, 28 pound bags. Like I, I've just, you know, I've weighed them at home. I, you know, I've had opportunities to do that on tour and things. But I'm just not that guy. I don't swing like that a lot. And, you know, I've always tried to be as consistent as I can be. And so I went in with a totally different mindset for this event. And I practiced differently than I normally would. And as far as just the the areas and things, and I just wrote things off that if I was down there fun fishing, I might go do, right? Just to just to get bites and things. But I wrote all that off and I I, I focused on areas that I thought and I know in my heart were gonna be big fish areas and, you know, give me the best chance to win. And, you know, I put in a lot of time, but leading up to it, I had to go to Wright-Patman for the MPFL out there. And and so we did that, got home on Saturday night, start practice on Sunday. And, and getting there Sunday, I had a grass stretch that really had been playing for really since the winter, to be honest. And um, I rolled in there, caught me a five, caught me a three, and I caught one off a of shad spawn, and I was worried because of our colder nights leading up that the shad spawn would not play. Well, I pulled up Sunday morning. It was a little late getting there, and I found shad spawn. So I knew shad spawn was going to be a player, and it and when it plays on Pickwick, it is absolutely amazing, like it just is. So I spent the majority of my practice mornings looking for a shad spawn, and I came out of practice with about 10 spots that had a great shad spawn and had big fish on. Like I, I was getting bit on a big spinner bait. Very comfortable doing that. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so I, I was super confident in that morning, but I knew that if that morning bite didn't play, it was going to get tougher, right? So me being uh, also a, a dam fisherman, a river rat my whole life, love fishing current. Y'all see my smallmouth pictures. I love fishing for smallmouth. So I wanted to mix that in as well. And, and so Tuesday, I went and checked some of that, and I had a great afternoon smallmouth fishing. Had some big big bites. I shook them off, saw a couple, raised them up kind of deal with no hook, and uh, with a hook rolled over anyways, and just felt like it was all falling into place. I couldn't make any of my deep stuff work, but I knew it was coming. I knew there were going to be guys. There were a lot of guys out there graphing around. I knew that stuff was going to play. It just wasn't playing for me. So I decided leaving practice, it was going to be shad spawn for me and hope to catch a, either a big bag doing that in the morning, which several guys did, or catch a couple of key fish and then piece it together with my grass fish and, you know, my my tail race uh, current smallmouth fish. So, you know, those those patterns, which were, you know, 25 miles apart and damn to damn, you know, basically in between – I also want to throw back, I had a stretch of docks 
that I had that, that's historically one of my favorite stretches that they spawn on later like this that I had some really good bites on, shook them off too in practice and uh, had that in the back of my head too. was kind of, you know, going to wait. First day it was stormy, so I didn't really want to, but I knew I could catch some on those docks if need be. So day one rolls up. I draw a young man by the name of Colton Goolsby. Colton was awesome, awesome young man from Texas, high school man, high school. His mom drove him out, and uh, it was cool. Brought him to the hotel to meet with me, 4.30 in the morning. His mom shows up, and, and I couldn't help but smile, and she didn't know this. Uh, but, but my mom did a lot of things like that. So it was very special to see his mom bring him out, and, and, it, and it, uh, it definitely choked me up a little bit. You know, and, and made me smile because my mom, his dad is a super, uh, you know, fan of his and loves tournament fishing. But his mom took off work to bring him to this tournament because his dad couldn't, and that was very cool. And Colton told me that uh, when they were driving out, his mom was like, "Oh, who do you hope you get to fish with?" And I was one on his list that he hoped he got to fish with. So very cool and very very cool. Colton was a respectful young man. He tells me he had never caught. A smallmouth bigger than a pound and a half. And I said, well, you're going to break that today, young man. Well, Colton ended up weighing him three smallmouth in. On day one, he caught a four-pounder with me. And uh, this is PB. So we're pumped about that. Weighed in three for eight pounds. Colton ended up finishing the tournament 15th place. So congrats to Colton on the co-hanger side. Uh, awesome. Uh, good fisherman and got his head on straight. And it was it was awesome to spend a day in a boat with him on day one there. But but uh, Colton got to see me lose a smallmouth between five and six pounds and almost throw up, and I didn't say any cuss words, so <laughs> we're all good there. But uh, so that first day, I, I draw it with Colton, start on my shad spawn, and my shad are not doing their thing. And I drew boat 113 out of 225, which a lot of boats, and I, I didn't, you know, I really didn't think I was going to be able to get on anything. I was super frustrated, bummed out when I got the text 113 because I wanted an early draw least on day one, and I just couldn't, I, I got on everything I wanted to get on, no excuses, I could not make those fish fire, finally catch like a three-pounder, and by like 8.30, I just got the one, and I'm like, ugh, you know, go to my grass, though, and I catch three more keepers, one of which being a five-pounder on my grass stretch as it storms and rains and blah, 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 uh, end up running up to the dam, and I've got recap video of all this stuff you guys can watch. I hope I got some good stuff. But anyways, uh, ran up to the dam and was able to uh, hook a giant up there, truly legit five to six, have it almost in my hands, just pops right off. And, and I've never – it was one of the lowest of lows because I already had a five, I had a three – had a couple other decent fish, and I, and I knew that was going to push me towards almost 20. And that's the pace I wanted to be on. And, man, I've never been – I truly, like, it almost sunk my battleship. I'm not going to lie, but I was like, you know what, man? You're doing the right thing to get bit. Just get back in there. It's light line. It's small mouth. It is what it is. And I ended up, at the same time, I got that one hooked. Colton's like, I got one, Luke. Four-pounder. When he gets it to the boat, there are a couple more with it. So it gave me confidence to stick it out. I ended up catching a four, another one over three, and calling up to my 17 pounds. That ended up weighing, that had me in 16th the first day. Uh, also, on the way back, I stopped on this deep spot, throw a David Allen hair jig in there. I saw like six fish on the garments, and we're running almost late. Roll up and dump a big one. Like, truly pulls me into a stump, comes off. I throw a six-inch C20 out there. I catch another one that makes a small call. Run to weigh in. Make it back with 10 freaking seconds to spare. 
10 seconds to spare. And I'm going to tell you about this real quick. So in FLW, when the boat is off pad, you were in, you were counted in. In, in Bass, Bassmaster Opens, Bassmaster Elites, until the key fob is in the net, you are not in. They were sitting on a dock well within sight of this no-wake zone. So when I shut it down, I did not know that. I missed that somewhere. My fault. And I'm getting up there, and I'm seeing, and I can see the panic in my man's face. And I'm like, oh, no, what's, what? No, I'm good. I was here like, you know, I had to be in at 340. I'm like, I, I, I'm good. Pull up, and he's like, you, you got to come on. I'm like, what? And so I ask him, and he's like, yeah, until that's in the net, you're not in. I made it with 10 seconds to spare. So, whew, Almost disaster, which is kind of, you know, my life uh, a lot of the time. So sitting in 16th, it was awesome. Getting to be on stage again and uh, holding up some fish for James Overstreet was really cool. First Bassmaster Open I've fished like 17 years, first bass event in 17 years. So very cool. And uh, in the day, and just know, you know, I got to do it again. And and I figured if I could catch 17, 18 the next day that I would, I would make the top 10 and be able to go fishing, which was my goal all week. Felt like I had taken myself out of contention for a win by losing that one fish, but it was what it was. And uh, day two, man, same boat number. I was right in the middle, so I drew 113 again. I started on a different shad spawn. Shad were gone. Ran around, ran around, ran around to several shad spawn places that I've been catching them, and they were. And I got the pick of all of them. They were gone. Uh, fish and and shad were gone. Finally, catch a small keeper. Then I go fish my grass stretch. No bueno, no bueno. Uh, not a bite. And this is a stretch where I did a lot of my damage the day before. Couldn't couldn't catch them. Slowed down. Couldn't catch them. Um, and just man, just. Very frustrating. So I ran to the dam. As soon as I pull up, I lose a four and a three-pound smallmouth. As soon as I get there, uh, one of them jumps eye level. The other comes up, rolls, pulls off. Just stupid, man. Stupid. And then I catch like three more, just barely 15-inch keepers, a spot and two smallmouth up there. And just keep pushing it because those those I had this one stretch that uh, a current break deal that, that these big smallmouth were on. Wasn't as much current, but I just kept forcing it, man. And... Uh, because I felt like that was my best opportunity after the grass fish didn't bite anyways. Uh, decided to get gas and make a long run. I finally, I left up there like one, and I ran like 45 minutes all the way back um, to Bear Creek and went in Bear and was able to finish a limit and cool one, but I only had a little under 10 pounds, but checked like two places, and the second place I got on in Bear I was able to, but I, I fished to the last minute, and I pulled up and made it back to William with like three minutes to spare. So worked hard. Yeah, I literally made a call as I was leaving up there. Called a three-pounder and was able to get to what I got to. Ended up finishing 62nd. It is what it is. Out of 225, you know, I, I was very happy with my decisions. I just, you know, you don't understand sometimes why things don't work out. But huge congrats to Joey and I. Joey works very, very, very hard in the sport and has been at those Opens for a, a while now, him and his, him and his family. Um, or, or a staple out there. He's a guy down Logan Martin, great guy. And reading about his pattern, very similar to things I was doing and, and something he he slowed down, man. He he said he'd been catching on chatterbaiting, which I had, been catching on shad spawn, slowed down, went to a shaky head, and a Carolina rig was dragging it around, and I did not make those adjustments. So um, in the – I saw Joey a lot. Saw Joey a lot in practice, saw him a lot during the event. But so he, he was in the area that I pegged to be the winning area, and he, he figured it out. So – Congrats to Joey. Huge, huge win. Classic bound, man. And uh, obviously trying to make those elites 
um, like so many others in those opens. But here are my takeaways. Here are my takeaways for my first Bassmaster Open in several, 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 several years. Um, several years. First of all, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to like the Bass staff and uh, Chris Bowes. Those guys run an amazing event, an amazing event. And it was weird because it's it's a it's a big tournament in these COVID times, and they really you know were adhering to that. Smaller flights got you in and out, no waiting for bags. Like it, it was it was so smooth, man. I couldn't get over it. You know, tournament briefing is a video briefing. Registrations a breeze. Like it was awesome. They run an incredible event. Those guys are pros, and uh, I want to thank them for being that because it, it was it was very cool to be a part of it. Looking very much forward to the next one. Um, other takeaways: those fields in those things are are huge. Two twenty five is a is a lot of damn people. Okay, there's <laughs> a lot of people to fish against, and for them to only take three guys to the elites, man, that that's I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that after seeing. I mean, elites, like, it's like this, the top of the sport. I get it. But, man, and I know they got to keep that field side small. That That's their goal. But, damn, three out of 225. Ultimately, they're taking 12, you know, as a, as a whole. But it's a lot of freaking people. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that it only pays 40 places out of 225. I'd like to see them dip a little further down. Um, I understand why they don't. But that's, you know, the payout's not great in those opens. It's, it, it is very much a – um, you know, it's a gauntlet, man. If you're trying to make the elites and there are so many guys out there fishing all the divisions, trying to get there, just shows how important uh, getting to that elite level is for so many people. And and it just, good God, murderer's row, man. Uh, anything from elite guys to just amazing fishermen from all over the country, so many folks. But, uh, and then and then you got the co-angler aspect, right? And some guys had co-anglers and some didn't. So, Co-anglers definitely affect the outcome of the event. They can, for sure, uh, and, and, and that's interesting, too, But because the, they did not have enough co-anglers. But uh, overall, super positive, and, and I, man, I, I wish I was in more of them. I wish I was fishing the Northerns uh, as well, just because those lakes, there are a lot of really good lakes on those. And, uh, but getting to see everybody, man, saw so many, so many old friends, made some new friends, um, and, and one uh, – Buddy that stayed next to me at the hotel, Mr. Charlie Hartley. Y'all know Charlie out there. Charlie, uh, Fish the Elite Series, just great dude, super positive. But as I gripe about all these things, Charlie and I were having a having a great conversation in the parking lot. And he said, he said, you know, Luke, one thing that can fix every complaint that fishermen have, every one of them, every one of them, when it comes to do with tournaments and payouts and this, that, and other, catch more fish. Catch more fish. He said, whether it's you ain't got enough sponsors, catch more fish. Whether and dude, so good. Like I had to share that with y'all. Hope Charlie didn't mind, but he's like, catch more fish, catch more fish. So as I go, man, I wish they paid more places. And not because I would have gotten a check, but just I, I feel like, you know, guys spent a lot of money to be in those opens, and it would be nice to see it dip a little further down, right? Uh, but catch more fish. <laughs> getting that top 40. Getting that top 40. But uh awesome, awesome week. And, uh, you know, it, we'll take it. It is what it is, but we'll take it. Could not be more impressed with all my equipment, rods, reels, you know, got to really just send it this week. And, and man, it, it felt good to be back in the saddle. And thank you to so many of y'all comments on the podcast, comments on social media, uh, comments in person. 
just low lifers for days and uh, just I, I can't describe to y'all how that feels. So I really appreciate that. And I did feel like I was fighting for all of us. I'll be honest, low lifers, low lifers, and I heard that so much this week. But uh, just so, so thank you. Um, congrats again to Joey Nana on a great, great win. All right, I'm gonna reset a camera real fast. My buddy Chris Mitchell is gonna see me do that and say, "I thought you were switching cameras." <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm trying to get on the new camera bag, but this week's, like I said, it's been a little crazy. Been a little crazy. Moving on. Moving on. So I missed a lot, right? Missed a ton being at uh, Wright-Patman Wright, uh, for MPFL. Awesome event. Awesome, awesome event. Congrats to Keith Carson there. Wright-Patman is... Fantastic, man. What a great fishery that the MPFL unveiled to the bass fishing world. Awesome, awesome getting to uh, do that with Dudley. Of course, last week's podcast, Dudley and Fat Cat, appreciate all the comments on that. One of my favorite episodes ever, and so many of y'all echoed that, just uh, letting loose with those guys. Of course, we recorded that on Friday night, so we didn't get to talk about who won, didn't get to talk about who won the Elite, who won the FLW, anything like that, but I want to thank those guys again for doing that. But Awesome time last week at that event, a week before last, and uh, coverage I, I felt like went way better this time. As far as technically, we didn't have as many hiccups, and and it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun hanging with those guys. Really, really starting to know a lot of the anglers and get to know personalities and and things on the MPFL side of things. So pretty awesome. But uh, again, congrats to Keith Carson. On a, on a win and another aluminum boat win, ladies and gentlemen. Another aluminum pro win this freaking year. Um, so while, when I, I left there, I come home, there was something going on, and so many of you messaged me about this. And I, I talked out about these tournaments when they were first announced because I, I kind of, you know, uh, it was it's a good opportunity, but at the same time, I just didn't agree with some of the ways they got to where they got to. But uh, these Bass Pro Shops opens, going for the Johnny Morris U.S. Open, Lake Mead. Holy hell, did y'all hear about this? So this tournament, um, they tried to have it on Saturday, tried to have it on Sunday. They kept having to move it because of the wind and weather. And so, and Lake Mead gets incredibly rough. On Monday, like over 100 boats stick around for this deal. A lot of them in bass trackers, nitros, different things. Of course, it's an owner's event, right? And to my knowledge, the tournament director did not want to send them. Bass Pro made the decision to send these anglers. Terrible weather, terrible wind, rough in these events, you can go normally to your to your like the Okeechobee one. You could go to your starting spot and just sit there and wait on lines in. Right? Uh, they decided it would be a good idea to do a shotgun start. Shh. Let me one more time. Shotgun start, not boat number three. Boat number four. Shotgun. Hey guys, line up. All hundred of you are going to go tearing off into the Lake Mead four footers, and go. And at the blast off, three boats got swamped. 
Three. There was a there's a video floating around of a, a nitro bouncing on the damn rocks at the freaking takeoff, man. Not good. Not good. Trying to like square peg and round hole it, man. Sometimes it just ain't. I don't know. So that happens. And then <laughs> and then the the so they were going out of a federal park where the tournament was being hosted. The people over the park decide, you're not having this tournament. So then they text everyone and tell them to come back in. After they got out there, some folks not getting the message until like late in the day because of spotty cell phone service. So, damn it, Bobby, or damn it, Johnny, I guess I should say. But Lord have mercy, Bass Pro Shop open number two for the uh, Johnny Morris Grand Finale Championship up there at Table Rock. Didn't go so great, <laughs> but I had so many people reach out to me about the, like, look at this, look at this, sending me videos. Holy crap! But I missed that. That was that that happened uh, in between MPFL and the Bass Open, so had to had to talk about that a little bit. I mean, y'all comment below what you think about it. If you were there, if you know somebody that was a part of it, let let us know. Let all the low lifer nation out there know. But uh, holy crap, that was uh, a hot mess, as they say. Uh, but we met, we missed that one. Just a just an overall shit show all the way around. Sounded like. Uh, gotta say a huge congrats to my buddy Lee Livesey. Uh, gonna get Lee back on here very soon to talk about his historic day. Forty two freaking pounds. I was practicing, and uh, buddy's my brother. Are you watching Bass Live? What's going on? And unfortunately, my service wasn't good enough down on Pickwick, and I was focused up right. And I missed all of that live. If I'd have been home, I'd have been watching every minute of it. But 42 pounds on top water. Lee, y'all heard him on here last fall when he won Chickamauga, had him on. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. But just a solid, solid human man. And like I say on here all the time about Lee in particular, when you have Whiskey Myers and Michelob Ultra as a sponsor, I mean, you're already the coolest cat in the world. When you're sponsored by a band and beer, you're you're just already you know ahead in my book. I'm gonna text our guest. So I really think that that event, man, and we were on top of them at, at four. I mean, at Patman, like we talked about. Uh, Last week with Dudley and, and the big cat, but we were right on top of them and scheduled, you know, just, and they, they were, man, they caught some bigs. We caught bigs at Wright Patman, but Fork is just a special fishery, man, for it to get pummeled, and it does indeed get pummeled. Local pressure, all that, just uh, absolutely stands up to it, though, and you see those weights. I mean, a 40-pound bag, shout out to Patrick Walters who apparently just is not going to turn loose of AOI except to anybody but like Seth Fighter. Man, it's going to be a they're, – they're duking it out. Um, but catches over 30 the last day, and then Livis, he's like, no, 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 no. This is my house. 42 pounds. Just incredible, man. I wish he could have beat the Rojas record. I think that would have been awesome, especially on topwater. That would have been really cool, and especially because Dean doesn't fish bass anymore. I think it would be cool to, you know, see one of the the – quote, new guys on that five-fish record would have been really, really cool. But 
came freaking close, man. Came really close, especially a post-spawn event, basically. A late-spawn, early post-spawn event. Shad-spawn, 42 pounds. Are you freaking kidding me right now? On a lake that they get pummeled on, man. So congrats to Lee on that. Just absolutely amazing dub for Lee Livesey. And another young man that got a dub last week. Matt Becker, congrats to Matt on the uh, MLFLW Big Five former FLW Tour, RIP FLW uh, win. He finally, uh, I say finally, got him one. It's been coming, you know, since he first started out there, dude. He's he's just been, uh, you know, all around it. So consistent, such a fish catcher. Um, and on that note, he's our guest today. And he has won over $440,000 with MLFLW in a very short time frame. He has two wins, one a Toyota Series on Thousand Islands, which he's a smallmouth guy, and this most recent win coming at Lake Murray against a field of stacked, stacked, stacked anglers, uh, BPT guys, and the amazing FLW guys that, uh, you know, just absolutely catch them all the freaking time and he is in my opinion one of the sports brightest stars up and comers if you can even say that he's not very up and coming now but ladies and gentlemen matt becker luke duncan what's up brother how are you Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Man, I, I'm doing pretty good. Not as good as you, I have a feeling. I mean, you you got a big trophy now and uh and a little extra like uh hundred and thirty five thousand in extra spending cash floating around. But uh but dude, it's how how does that feel? You know, that that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all pretty good for sure. <laughs> dude, you you know, I was looking, um, I feel like I know you and just being around you on tour and stuff for a couple of years, but it's like, dude, you've not been doing this a long time. Like you haven't been at all. And to have amassed the earnings that you have already in your young career. And now to have that first quote, big win, dude, that that's got to feel good. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was uh, questioning if I could win, you know, I, I knew I was a good consistent angler, but, but I wasn't, wasn't positive that I had what it takes to actually win. You know, I, I knew I could stay at the top of the standings and cash checks, but, you know, to win, I felt like was a whole different level. And, and it's just like a whole uh, different world, a whole uh, lot of weight off my shoulders, if you will, you you, know, now that we finally got it done. Do you think now, with that being said, that winning will be easier now? because you've been there and tasted it like does that because we see this with guys all the time right you see guys that are very consistent and we see guys that are closers now that you i mean you've closed it out man uh do do you think you will approach tournaments any differently i guess is what i'm getting at um i'm not gonna plan on it that's for sure you know i'm just gonna do what i do and and just you know see where where that puts me absolutely um I definitely, you know, learned a lot about myself and about, you know, fishing four days and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, every time time you fish a tournament, you learn something. No so doubt. obviously the more you do it, you know, the better you're going to get at it. And having that experience now definitely going to help going forward. I, I hope we can make a habit of it. You know, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, you know, and I commented <laughs> that on your Instagram. It's the first of many, and I saw several other people said that, man, you have been, you came onto the scene 
and were very impressive, very poised, very professional. I mean, when you first hit the tour, you were one of these, you know, young guys that just, you just got it. Like, they're just guys that get it, that get the whole thing. I've said that about Patrick Walters. He's a guy that came on, was very successful in every venture he had had in the fishing industry at every level, but he comes in as almost like a seasoned vet. And you always had that feel to you when I was around you, like, man, this this guy just gets it. And I'm so proud for you, man, to see you see you hold up all those big trophies. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, uh, I'm glad I come off that way because there's definitely times where I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> I, was just, I just tried to stay calm and, and pretend I've been there before. But shoot, I mean, on the inside, it, it's not always like that. <laughs> it, it definitely, you know, I always say the, the big cardboard checks – and the name at the top of the standings looks a lot easier than it actually is <laughs> for, for guys, oh, yeah. you know, to say the least. But talk about how – this was something that hit me today. I was like, you got – because you're a smallmouth dude. Like, you post on your Instagram story, oh, I'm out here at Erie again today. Just caught my 47th one over seven pounds. Like, you're, it's crazy. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Every year I see this, you go on this epic trip right after ice gets out of there, I feel like. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, yeah. there's another seven guys and six. And <laughs> we've caught 38 pounds. I hope you guys down south are having fun chasing those two-pound smallmouth. Uh, but you're a smallmouth guy, Pennsylvania guy, through and through. Did it surprise you for your first win to be on a blueback lake? Um, at the time, it did. But, you know, now that I've had a, a week or so to reflect on it, it, it actually did you know, because okay. it, it kind of fishes very similar to what I'm used to back home. Wow. Um, n- not so much, you know, the way the bait fish sets up or anything like that, but just the techniques that I was using, you know, throwing the, the soft plastic jerk bait, um, th- that just fit right into my style. And, and I really throw that a lot around, you know, up north. Yeah. So with that bait, you know, I felt really comfortable. And, and then, you know, I was very fortunate to, to just get a few bites and practice and, uh, you know, kind of dialed me into that and calmed me down and, and allowed me to commit to that, that pattern. And, and then, one, you know, once I caught some fish doing it, of course, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in it. And I just rolled with it the rest of the week. So, Lee, when you talk about practice, when you're leaving that practice, did you feel like you had a chance? Like, were the bites you were getting enough, you know, quality? Because, dude, they hammered them over there just like everybody hammers them on every lake, I feel like, every tour goes to now. <laughs> The check weights oh, sure. just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We actually talked about that, Dudley and I, on here last week. Like, dude, is fishing more competitive than ever? And I think it's fair to say yes, it absolutely is. But those Lake Murray weights, I fished Murray a lot. I love that place. But those weights were just ridiculous, dude, uh, as far yeah. as, like, deep into the field. But did you feel like you had a shot? Um, no, I definitely didn't think I'd have a shot to win. You know, I, uh, you know, our practice was, was all over the place. And really, so was the tournament. For most guys, I mean, you had bass still spawning. And you had a very few amount pre-spawn. You had fish spawning, garden fry, and then post-spawn fish that were moving out to the herring. And honestly, you know, I was doing a little bit of all of that in practice. You know, I was trying to keep my options open just in case one thing didn't uh, work out that I'd, you know, have something to fall back on, at least catch a limit, you know, stay consistent, get a check. So I, I gave myself the first morning of the tournament, I gave myself, I don't know, three or four hours to fish some herring stuff and fish some points. And I really was just shooting for 15 pounds a day. You know, I was just shooting to get a check. And, you know, after practice, I, I figured that would be, you know, 
it'd be doable. I, I didn't think I'd go out and uh, catch 21 the first day. That's for sure. <laughs> Pleasant surprise. And, and, and dude, when you're up there and you're in this field of Anthony Gagliardi's <laughs> and yeah. Skeet Reese's, not to mention all the FLW guys that are just freaks of nature. Um, but, you know, Gagliardi knows a thing or two about that lake. You know, it's his backyard. Um, yeah. Did you think going into that day four when he had, because he had a rough first day, when he starts steadily climbing, are you like, oh boy, oh boy? Because it's kind of in that, in that, I would have been freaked out <laughs> knowing that he's lurking <laughs> around because, dude, he is a closer, especially on that lake. We've seen it too many times. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't really think about it at all. I wasn't worried about it at all because, you know, I had a seven pound lead going into it. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I was, I was calm as can be and, until we took off the final day. And, and then I made a few cycles through my areas and, and i don't have a fish at you know 8 30 and there's nobody following me so i knew somebody else was catching oh me. that's the worst <laughs> yeah i was like this this ain't good you know somebody's <laughs> whacking on them and it's probably because he's been catching them stronger every day so you know those thoughts were definitely in my head there mid-morning but i finally you know finished out my limit probably around 11 o'clock and, and that's when the weight of the world come off my shoulders i got you I knew I had, you know, 16 plus in the live well, and I was like, well, you'd have to catch 23 at this point. So You're doing that math, and you're like, you're like, if he wins yeah. it, he wins it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, then I called up a few more times, and, and, you know, I'm still doing the math in my head, and, and I got to where I figured he had to catch over 25. And I was like, it, well, yeah, like you said, it, it, if he beats me at that, you know, he deserves it for no sure. Doubt. No doubt. Whoever deserves it. You know, somebody somebody catches over 25 on the final day when 22 was the biggest bag all week, then they definitely deserve it. It was meant but, to be, but yeah, uh, no doubt, dude. Well, let me ask you this. Did the boats ever come back when you caught your fifth oh, one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, made no, you feel once, better, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, once, once, I, once I got my limit and started calling a couple times, there, you know, 10, 10, spectator boat showed up so i was like okay now now we're back in business (laughs) you know that's what's so funny about just pro fishing in general that i don't think folks understand and we had an instance down at the mpfl where a young man got disqualified because he was asking a non-competitor how somebody was doing and what weight they yeah yeah Yeah. it was a it was a bad deal and dudley and i were commentating it but in these type events you're not allowed to know but at the same time like what you're saying in that situation you know without asking. <laughs> you can yeah, feel you that, can just, man. You, you can yeah. feel it. You can feel that energy out there. That's right. Definitely. I mean, I would love to know. You know, I'd love to know what's going on out there. Just not so much to change what I'm doing, just, you know, just to know. See where you're stacking up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see how it's going. Or, or, that's you know, right. The fish are biting for everybody or just you or, you know, that's, you know, I, I really like knowing what's going on. Do you today. do you feel like in this five fish format now that MLF owns it, they're big on the score tracker. It definitely has changed the game as far as the drama of it all and knowing. Do you do you think that would be something they might implement in the big five, where you well, just know what everybody's got? Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening, but I don't know how they could uh, you know get it to an even playing field so that everybody knows that's you know, true there's, there's there's some events where we you know we're a few marshals short or whatever so that's right out by themselves and you know to have them go on their phone rather than have someone tell them you know that 
that gets into a gray area there. Of so. course it does. And, you know, if a guy goes, um, yeah, this is 18 when he's got 25 because he's in the middle of 14 boats and he doesn't yeah, want exactly. them to know, that's where it's going right. to get weird. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I don't know how they'd work that out, but, I mean, I would love to love to be able to know, that's for sure. I, yeah, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk after that MPFL deal down there about that rule. And, and it is in place, in my opinion, what the rule's always been about is to protect Matt Becker, right? You're leading. I'm a point, you know, over from you. I see you over there and you're lighting it up. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go over there or I'm going to start there tomorrow or whatever. I mean, that's, that's what that rule's there to protect. I feel like, but at the same time, you know, are we to a place in the sport where maybe we should just always know, like everybody should know, like it, does it make the coverage better? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with it. Well, it comes down to an integrity, integrity. Thing. Absolutely. You, know, you, you have to be able Amen. to trust the guys you're fishing against and, and so that they would not do that. That's so, right. That's like, a great for point. For me, me personally, like I take way too much pride in figuring out the fish myself. But no I, I don't give a crap what anybody else is doing. Like, you know, I'd love to know, you know, they, they've got a 20 pound bag and I'm sitting on 10 or whatever, but. It's not like I'm going to go find them and look right. for what they're doing. I'm going to do my own thing and, and make my own adjustments. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to copy somebody else because that's just not how you do it. No, it's not It's not how anyone should do it. And I, I feel like, for me, it would be cool. I was thinking about it in the Open this week like because practice was tough on most guys. And Pickwick's where yeah. I'm from, and I'd kind of estimate, oh, I'd take 18, 19 a day to win, which it was pretty close to that. But, I, I, you know, day one, I'm sitting at like 17, kind of late in the day, but I'm going, do I pull off of this? Right? You yeah. know what I mean? You're you like, don't know. Oh, you don't yeah. know. And then you get in and I'm 16th with 17 pounds and 15 pounds is down to 50th. I'm like, would I have made, would I have left that quicker and went to a couple of other spots on the way back down river? You know what I mean? Like, how does that right. play into the strategy? And at the same time, if you're a head case, which I am, obviously, <laughs> well documented on Low Budget Life, uh, it could also screw you because <laughs> if you're oh, sitting yeah. on like 12 yeah. pounds, you're like, I think it's just a tough day today. And then you look and you're like 79th. You're going to be like, Oh <laughs> gosh, like yeah. you're going to fish too fast. Some guys are, you know, so there's definitely, you know, uh, pros and cons to it. But I, I think we're to a point where just send it. <laughs> Let's yeah. just see what everybody's got. Well, yeah. You know, like you said, it's different for everybody. It, it takes the right uh, train of thought and, you know, definitely be able to to shake it off if you're not doing no well. doubt about <laughs> it man this thing. so yeah it could definitely go both ways and spin people out or give them you know big confidence boost and then they make some right decisions and turn into a great day no no so, doubt about it man but yeah I, that'd be cool definitely i, th- I think so um uh, so something with with you that uh to me has been you know, something that stood out about Matt Becker since since everything in bass fishing kind of got crazy a couple of years ago and is you have stuck with FLW. That's where your career started. Toyotas, um yeah. coming up through the tour, you made cups, and then when MLF bought them, you you hitched onto that wagon and were like, I'm gonna stay here. You embraced the format, you made the title event. Talk about that. I mean, because we've seen guys jump ship, obviously. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I left. I, I made the decision to leave the tour and not, not come back and, 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 and obviously talk that to death. But you've been a guy. So you're, you're just a super positive guy anyways. But you're like, hey, man, this is where I'm at. And you seem to really be vying for that BPT bid. 
Talk about that. Why is FLW Matt Becker's home? Well, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, that's where I got my start, so I'm, I'm a little partial to it. And, uh, you know, I've I definitely explored other options. You know, I fished the, the Bass Opens, you know, in, uh, I think, 2019. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I it just didn't feel right to me. You know, no no shade at anyone. Yeah, anything, absolutely. But, but, like, it it just, I don't know, I just didn't get good vibes from it. You know, it, it helps then that I didn't catch them, so I was just kind of annoyed with the whole thing regardless. But... I just didn't didn't feel like like home there, and then you, I go to a FLW or Major League Fishing event, and, and it's just a whole different vibe to me. You know, just me personally. Yeah, you know, it's, that's awesome. It's anyone, but it just it just felt right for me, so I just stuck with with what felt right for me. And then, of course, you know, I've, I'm partnered with with Favorite and Dugan. Absolutely, and very much involved in the Major League Fishing organization, so. They're definitely steering me in that direction, and uh, you know, of course, the end goal is to make them happy. So, of course, that's that is uh, that all plays into. Has it, it has it been? Because that was something else I, I had on my my little cheat sheet here to talk to you about was your relationship with Favorite and Guggen. You know, these companies really were in that YouTube world, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. where they were born from. Then we see them start getting into pro fishing. And this is something I talk about on the show a lot that I'm kind of, I'm just fascinated with it because we have pro anglers wanting to be YouTubers now. We have YouTubers wanting to be pro anglers. And we have these companies yeah. that were like, oh, we're not going in the tournament market that are now, you know, um, Guggen Bates, who you were one of the first pros that I remember other than like Wheeler and Connell uh, yeah. that were out there promoting them. I mean, you were one of the first that I remember seeing. Now they're involved in the pro fishing world is even more by sponsoring tournaments. Is that strange for you to see? You know, it's crazy how things come full circle for sure. You know, they get their start on one end and, and you know, they end up on the, the other end. But uh, I wouldn't say it's strange. You know, the fishing industry is so small. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so tiny. Everything makes its way around. <laughs> I believe that's true, but, uh, you know, uh, I've had several conversations with guys about this because, you know, the pros were super against YouTube anglers in the beginning. And anyways, we, you know, I've talked ad nauseum on the show, but but it is true. And now you see, like, FLW Big Five, you know, MLFLW Big Five presented by Google, and you're like, holy crap, this is, this is a little yes. weird, you know. But you were one of the first. How long have you been uh, with Favorite and Google? It's been like three years, right? Yeah, yeah, this is my third year. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, it's it's interesting, man, to see to see all the changes within the sport and uh, and 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 how old are you, Matt? For the folks at home listening that don't know, I'm 28. So for all you at home that are like, yeah, man, I just I just you know wish I was better at catching bass. There's 28 year olds out there kicking your butt. Uh, just in case you're wondering, <laughs> that's, that's not true. That's, <laughs> that's but no, that's very true. I'm looking at these stats. It's impressive, man. So what do you guys have coming up next? Where's the where's the next? So you'll get to fish a BPT now, right? Again, uh, yes, you already fished yes. one, right? This That's year? correct. Yes. That's okay. correct. So, but you get to, which which event will you be at? So uh, next up, uh, Pro Circuit is on Lake Eufaula. That's, That's right. A, a week and a half. Oh, yeah. To Lake and then uh, the, the, the first week of June, I qualified for that. Bass Pro Tour Stage Four on Lake Chickamauga. Ah, okay. So which you, coincidentally happens to be my nemesis. So <laughs> looking for a little revenge. I think I remember you saying that the last time we were there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and the Tennessee River. It's funny that it is. 
these historical, you know, just amazing fisheries. But man, they do get some people's numbers, and they and, it, and I, I talked to several guys at this Bass Open about that. Like it'll get in people's head a little bit. But dude, I have no doubt the role you're on, you're gonna be just fine at Chickamauga uh, for the BPT. But uh, very, uh, it's interesting how they're selecting those guys. But you, you're definitely one that's getting to take advantage of it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, 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 I mean, for sure. Get the fish another tournament, so it's another shot at another hundred grand, or you know another check for 10 grand so you know of course i'm gonna jump all over absolutely what did you think or what is your opinion overall since you've been a five fish guy that's how all of us kind of came up what do you think about the format overall do you enjoy it well yes so uh, we've got the fish the the title right and that that was every fish count format that was probably more of an experience with it than my sam rayburn experience because Sam Rayburn, I only weighed five each day anyway. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough <laughs> well, on you guys. Over two pounds. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. I was catching a bunch just under two pounds. But right. yeah, I only weighed five over two pounds each day anyway. So, you know, it, it, it didn't really get to experience the same. But but the title last year, you know, we were catching, you know, 10, 15 fish, 20 fish right. a day. So, it, you know, you could really experience it. And, and it's a lot of fun. You know, it, it goes back to like we were talking about knowing what's going on. You know, it's it's such an adrenaline rush when you know you're in, you know, you're doing well, you're, you're leading the field or in the top five or, or whatever. So, you know, you're doing the right thing. And it goes the opposite way when, when you're not catching them, you know, start <laughs> something's wrong and these guys are catching them. You need to change something up. And those demons so start to creep in. <laughs> yeah. That's probably my favorite part about it is, is really just knowing what's going on. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, one thing's for sure. I think you're going to be just fine. And uh, we're going to see a lot more W's from you as the years go on. I can't thank you enough for, for taking time out of your Sunday afternoon. I know it was kind of last minute. I, I shot you a message this morning. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to do this? Um, because I had the open this week. And I'll be honest, I'm about as unprepared as I've ever been. I wanted to have you on after you won. I was like, hey, I'm going to reach out to Matt and see if he, he wants to, to come on this afternoon. So I appreciate it, dude, very much. And I wish you a lot of luck for the rest of the season. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Anytime you need someone to talk fishing, you know, I'm always you, to You're the man. Fishing, yeah. And when, you, when you're through this area down here, I'll have to get you in studio for one, and we'll go uh, fish on some super secret little Tennessee lake one day. I like that. Or how about this private pond you got? What's, what's eh, well, you know, well, unfortunately, right now, all you're going to catch out of is really small bluegill because that's oh, all that's stocked shoot. in it. We, uh, the bass are on the way. We're supposed to get them in a few weeks, but uh, we're still a little, little ways out. Yeah, we, we've got a uh, hundred F1 hybrids coming our way very, very soon. We're, we're ready. We're waiting on them. Well, I'd like to take my shot about twenty-seven of those hundred. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You need about you need about two years on those, and then we're gonna have a lot of fun. I have a feeling they're gonna uh, be well fed. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We can do it one of these days. I promise you. I'll that's trade you good. a Lake Erie smallmouth trip for one of those. Oh, yeah, you you, you got it. For I, sure. I, 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 game on. I like it. It's recorded right here, ladies and gentlemen. The low lifers. Y'all remind <laughs> Matt about this all the time until it happens. So Luke Duncan is at Lake Erie. Catching big smallies with Matt Becker. All right, yeah. dude. I appreciate you. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Hey, right, thank you, ma'am. Yep. See ya. Matt Becker. Right there. Coming in hot on that LBL hotline and uh giving you the goods there. Fun conversation with Matt. Really enjoyed that. He is uh, like I said, a bright spot in this uh in this industry and in the 
pro-angling world that's just coming up through the ranks, man. Coming up through the ranks. Did it did it the right way, BFLs, Toyotas, all that. Now a big win uh, in just like his fourth year. It's crazy. It's crazy. The young guys are taking over. I feel like an old – look at this gray. Look at this gray right here. I feel like an old man talking to these guys. Hey, I'm 28. What? My 37, almost 38-year-old self. Uh, thank you all so much, man. Thank you all for listening. It is uh, – it's my pleasure to get to do this for you all every single week. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, just having a good time. Just having a good time right now. I talked to uh, Swindle yesterday afternoon. He called me about some things, and and uh, he said – you know, darkness. I I think just looking at your post and seeing everything, like you're having fun right now in life. It's like you're you're having a good time. Like the MPFL thing's going good for you, and the, just fishing these opens. He said, I'm just seeing you smile a lot, and uh, it was cool, cool hearing that from G. And he said uh, he's he was proud to see that I was that happy, and it is, man. We got things going, you know, pretty freaking good right now, and I'm I'm a proud low lifer with all of y'all, and, and uh, this is a lot of fun. So as we end every show every week, make sure you hug your mama. Absolutely, make sure you do that. I miss mine every single day. I really missed her this week. Uh, lots of butterflies flying around Pickwick like this week during that open, and it was, uh, you know, I never seen one. I'll say, hey, mama, hey, mama, every time. But uh, my boys got to come down and walk across the Bassmaster stage with me. And the last Bassmaster I ever fished, obviously they weren't anywhere near. They weren't even a thought at that time in my life. And very cool having Hudson. He was like carried my weigh-in bag on day two, and and uh, they got to come down there and be a part of it. So it's super special, super super special, and uh, definitely miss seeing her smiling out there. One of the last Bassmasters that I ever went to, she, uh, and this is why going back to earlier in the show when I was talking about Colton's mom driving him. Um, my mom rode with me to a Bassmaster Open in Catskill, New York one time. 19-hour drive from home. And I was uh, 20 years old, and she didn't want me to, uh, didn't want me to drive by myself. So funny. And I was like, I got it. I've been driving all over the country, you know, for a couple years there as a kid. And she didn't want me to, she rode, we had a road trip. So we road tripped from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee to Catskill, New York, me and my mama. And uh, still got a picture from that weigh-in and uh, those weigh-ins. And I made the cut up there, made the made the cut at the Hudson River. Woo Dave's won that term, as a matter of fact. But uh, back in 2002, I guess. Holy cow, long time ago. But so it was, you know, it was a heavy week and uh, full of just lots of smiles and, and uh, some chills when you'd see those butterflies out there on the lake. But it was awesome. It was an awesome week. And and like I said, just want to say once again, thank y'all for all the support on this show. But, you know, during the tournament week, it was it was really special. It was really special and looking forward to the next one. Very much so. Gonna take y'all out with Biloxi Blues. And I'm gonna see y'all next week for more low budget live. See y'all next time. I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't 
and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there 